1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So, when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
2: This is Curtis, and on today's episode of the Dynasty Command Center podcast, I'm going to unlock your brains, share some compelling research with you, and tell you how to crush your competition in your early season Dynasty Startup Drafts every year. It feels so good to be back in the routine. And I've kind of got the 2021 podcast season at least up through the NFL Draft. I kind of got that mapped out in my brain now. I want to start with the first half of the week, giving you some practical application. I feel like that's always been my uh, my specialty. As uh, somebody who offers dynasty advice, uh, just kind of sharing, you know, what I what I'm doing uh, with with the research uh, that I'm compiling and the analysis that I read from other sharps, how am I putting that into practice and then sharing that with you so you can do the same? And sharing this is uh, sharing the success. And then in the second part of the week, each week, I'd like to get into a flow of breaking down some of this year's top rookie prospects and then some of those mid to late round targets that could really have uh, explosive value gains after the NFL draft by outperforming expectations in terms of draft capital or guys we know are going to really turn in some pretty incredible athletic measurables and get driven up NFL draft boards as a result. But anyway, that's going to be the cadence. And since this is the beginning of the week, it means we're talking strategy. We're talking practical application. For those of you who read the latest and greatest on rotaviz.com seven days a week, you saw my article drop on Saturday, uh, the latest in my Dynasty Workshop series. It's called How to Win Early Dynasty Startup Drafts Every Year. And if you haven't caught up, this is a great time to hit pause, pull the article up, listen along. I'm going to hit some things in this podcast that aren't in the article. And there's probably some things in the article that I'm not going to talk about on the pod, but they're going to complement each other. But I I used our Rotoviz Dynasty ADP tools to do some research uh, based off of a trend I've observed in my own Dynasty startups over the past couple of years. But wanted to see if the data uh, actually supports you know my observation. And boy, oh boy, it does. Um, it, it definitely does. So okay, listen. The secret to winning early Dynasty startup drafts. And startup season is very simple. You don't even have to know which players to take per se. You just have to take the right types of players. So if you're in a dynasty startup in February, March, even the early phases of April before the NFL draft occurs, it is very simple, guys. It is very simple what you should do draft rookies. Draft rookies. A lot of rookies, and don't stop drafting rookies. Why? Individual season data and three-year comprehensive analysis both suggest it's, it's an easy way to accrue roster value. So here's the exercise. Uh, first, I, I use the Dynasty ADP tool to uh, research just all draft picks dating back uh, to the beginning of 2018 on FFPC. I like to use FFPC for this ADP data because I know these are actual drafts that have occurred. I love what DLF does. Um, Many of you listening to this are probably also fans of Dynasty League football. And Ryan McDowell, one of my best friends in the industry, he does mocks for all different types of formats year-round. And that data is invaluable, especially during the NFL season when there are no new startups happening. But there are also some problems uh, in, in that the mock drafters tend to be many of the same people. And so we're not necessarily seeing a data set that is broad uh, across people who are putting money behind the picks. And so that that's why when we can use data from actual drafts, I like to use the data from actual drafts. So that's what I did for this project. And I, I used January through mid-April. And then I used post NFL draft for post NFL draft I used May 1 to July 1 so those are the two time periods in each season and and here's what we saw so in 2018 in startup rounds 1 through 10 so the top 120 of a dynasty draft we saw 13 rookies selected in the top 120 before the NFL draft and then after the NFL draft we saw 16 rookies
0: Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: What do you think happened in 2019? 14 rookies selected on average in the top 120 of pre-NFL draft Dynasty Startups. And then after the NFL draft, 18 rookies selected in the top 120 of Dynasty ADP last year, 2020 pre-NFL draft dynasty startups 16 players 16 rookies selected in the top 120 after the NFL draft 21 21 one out of every six players selected in the top 120 of FFPC dynasty startups in 2020 was a rookie actually just slightly over that look no one's perfect
1: even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com/rotoviz now. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com/rodovis now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com/rodovis get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment.
2: We see this trend bear out in each of the last three seasons. So obviously, when you put all the data together, uh, it's going to be even more compelling. So in the three seasons combined, in the top 120 of Dynasty startups before the NFL draft, 43 rookies selected after the NFL draft, 55. You know, so that's, you know, 20 to 25 percent increase in rookies selected in the top 120 just by waiting until after the NFL draft. So what what does that mean? Well, it means when you draft early, especially when you can select highly rated rookies, preferably from the Rotovis fantasy football rookie draft guide. If you can select rookies that we highly rate after the top 120, you're going to accrue some roster value. You're going to, and it's going to be like immediate. You're going to have your draft in February. And then some of these players who we've provided you this data analysis on, and we know they're going to be, you know, day two NFL draft picks, or they're going to be some of those later drafted running backs. who land in a unstable running back environments and get that quick boost. You know, the Darwin Thompson's of the world, uh, in years past, you, you get that value on your roster and, but nothing has happened other than days on the calendar have gone by. And and, and this is, this is easy and simple from an opportunity cost perspective for somebody who's risk averse. You can still sign off on this. You don't need to forego an AJ Brown or a DK Metcalf in the very early phases of your draft and take a rookie. If you're uncomfortable with that, That's not even the spot necessarily that you need to do it. Those are still very young players who are in stable situations that, you know, you you kind of see what their trajectory is. But when it comes down to selecting, you know, a rookie over a a veteran who has no path for an upward dynasty value uh, trend at this point, you, you err on the side of drafting the rookie every time. So it's really that simple. Let's look at this a few other ways. So let's cut it top 60 and top 120. So so now we're breaking it down into those rookies who are probably selected in, you know, if you were looking just at a rookie draft, the top half of the first round versus the back half of the first round into the middle of the second. So same time period, 2018, rookies selected in the top 60 of Dynasty Startups pre-NFL draft four, post-NFL draft eight. 2019, pre-NFL draft one, post-NFL draft four, 2020, pre-NFL draft seven, post-NFL draft eight, and then the three years combined, pre-NFL draft, rookies selected in the top 60, 12, post-NFL draft 20. So again, it's not just the total number of rookies in the top 120, it's also those rookies who are already being selected in the top 120 pre-NFL draft, sliding up the board into the earlier phases of the draft. We saw this happen with, with at least a few prospects in each season. So I really love hammering the rookies in those mid to late single digit rounds uh, of your startups. And then after round 10, just, just open season. Just open season, especially over the, the older players who we, we know will continue to slide and be even cheaper uh, via trade or uh, waiver wire even in an FFPC format with without the deep benches. So um, some some other observations here. Other observations. Why do I think this trend exists? Why are rookies drafted more highly after the NFL draft than before the NFL draft? Or another way of asking the question, why are so many drafters afraid to pay up for rookies before the NFL draft? Well, we already talked about those risk-averse dynasty drafters, right? It's very tempting and in some ways. You know, I, I can understand it. Opting for veterans with a proven track record of scoring fantasy points over the unknown of the rookie, right? I've seen this player do it. This player scored 200 PPR in 2020 or in 2019, and then he was injured in 2020 and i've seen him do it at this level and i know his talent translates and i've seen him do it in the offense that he's currently in so why should i gamble on the rookie instead you know other other drafters maybe if they've got that that history and we've all done it they've been burned by a rookie bust and, and this doesn't even necessarily need to be in a startup draft we we could we could see an owner who just historically has struggled to find the right types of prospects in his or her dynasty rookie drafts and then that actually finds its way into their startup draft strategy and they they go for you know the the players who are known commodities no now this is an unintentional reason this last one and i actually think this probably plays a bigger role than than many would think but this isn't even a personal aversion to rookies. It's it's a laziness thing. And we've talked about this over the years in the Dynasty Command Center Slack. We've talked about it in this podcast. I've written about it. You know, last year we had the post-NFL draft uh, series that I did around building the perfect core. If if you remember that that article, I shared Sean Siegel and I's process for building a startup draft board. And going through that process is very important because you are making a note to yourself of where in the draft each player is desirable. And are they desirable at current ADP or not? Well, if you don't do an exercise like that and you don't create your own ranks for the startup you're participating in, you are going to use the draft room applet on whatever website or app you're using to compete. And this early in the season, those rookies have depressed ADP. And so you're, you're sorting, you know, many people will, you know, you'll click on uh, scoring from last season and sort the list that way, or you'll sort it by, you know, average ADP. These rookies are not going to show up at the top of your list in that way. And, and so you are, because of your lack of preparation for your draft, you're missing out on an opportunity to draft these rookies. And so there, there are probably uh, those of you listening that are, yep, that's, that's me. I, I forget or I select that first rookie or two that I'm thinking about and then I get into rounds 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 and I stop drafting the rookies because that you know they're just they're they're so far down and they're into that alphabetical order. <laughs> There's no ADP even assigned. They're not being drafted at large. So it doesn't really even matter. It doesn't matter why the other drafters are shy. Um, it, it's probably one of those three reasons that I just went over. But it's not even really important about why that, they're, that people are less aggressive on rookies. It just matters that they are shy about drafting rookies in early season dynasty startup drafts because it makes it a point of leverage for us. So we're going to go in, we're going to understand, hey, here's the top 18 to 20 rookies uh, from Rotovis for the 2021 prospect class. We're going to get a couple of those guys wrong. We're going to be too aggressive on a, a few of them, and we're probably going to miss a couple. But you take that top 18 to top 20, especially, and focus on getting those guys in your startup draft, you're, you're going to make some easy dynasty money on, on those players. And, 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 and by the way, even if you don't necessarily believe in a, in a particular rookie asset, so I'll, I'll give you an example. Travis May has been railing on Kadarius Toney. Uh, he <laughs> railed on him on his timeline, railed on him in our guide. You know the production profile isn't all that impressive, um, but uh, many draftniks think that Kadarius Tony will, you know, be a you know late first to second round pick on NFL draft day. So maybe uh, you follow our process. Uh, you are uh, going to fade Kadarius Tony generally. However, now it's the eleventh or twelfth round of your startup, and you're you know you're stuck choosing between you know Marvin Jones or something like that you know a 30 plus year old veteran receiver who might provide some fantasy utility early in the season or you can draft a wide receiver who's probably going to get draft capital uh he's going to have a big plus in the draft capital department and shoot up the board and then and then you just sell that player can you imagine what'll happen like if Kadarius Tony uh replaces Sammy Watkins for the K- Kansas City Chiefs or something I'm just giving you a high end example and he's selected in the second round. He's going to go from an 11th round startup pick, 12th round startup pick to a sixth round startup pick like overnight. The same thing happened with Miko Hardman a couple of years ago. Right. And so even if you don't believe in the player. You select them in an early dynasty startup draft and then you move them and you don't even have to get top dollar after that. You sell out, you divest from that investment and, and, you know, replace it with other assets, other players or future draft picks. So that's how you play it. Uh, that 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 is how I would suggest doing that. So let me give you a short list of players who you can target and feel great about from a, a profile standpoint, right? We don't have the athletic measurements from individual pro days yet. So, you know, we, we can peruse uh, college scouting reports and, uh, spring practice reports over the last couple of years. And, you know, for the high end, uh, prospects, we already have a lot of this information. You can get college program, you know, team program reports on height and weight, you know, those things will probably change. There's always a couple of players who end up being big surprises at official, uh, <laughs> you know, weigh in day. And so ra- rather than, use that information that's out there that's probably erroneous and be wrong you know we still right now are focusing on college production profile and age those are the two things that we really know a lot about at this point in the process so who are some of those players that you you want to think about selecting especially outside the top 120 if these players are there like between 120 and 150 these are the guys that are going to shoot up into that top 120 after the nfl draft okay Uh, a great list to use is Sean Siegel's list of players in his breakout age piece from our, our rookie guide. And he notes eight wide receivers who had breakout ages of under 20.5 years. Now at Rotoviz we use 30% dominator as our breakout indicator. There are other sites that use 20%. You know, there's, there's, there's pros and cons using each of these benchmarks. If you want to Read why we use 30 and why we still think it's the best or at least better than 20%. You can pick up the Rookie Guide. Sean explains it beautifully, and we've also got some links to some of Blair Andrews' research on that. But the eight players with breakout ages under 20.5, Rondell Moore, Tylan Wallace, Elijah Moore, Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, Diami Brown, Chaterius Atwell, Tutu Atwell, and Terrace Marshall. Those are eight players. If any of those players, now I don't expect Rondale Moore, Jamar Chase, or Rashad Bateman to be available that late. They're going to go more in the middle, single-digit rounds of your your startup draft. But the other five: Tylen Wallace, Elijah Moore, Diami Brown, Atwell, uh, Tutu Atwell, and Terrace Marshall. I could see any one of those players being outside the top, being available outside the top 120. Especially in an FFPC dynasty startup draft at this time of the year, so they slide outside that window. You select them every time. They're going to accrue value right after the NFL draft when they're selected on day two, and all these guys, other than maybe Atwell, will be selected on day two. Now, there's some other the, the other way to play this is is the projected draft capital piece. So I, I, I mentioned Kadarius Tony as as one of those those players, and 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 you can do this exercise by looking at Dave Cabin's Rookie Scouting Index series. Dave, uh, he compiles a really useful resource on our site uh, each season and updates it periodically through draft season where he looks at all the major scouting outlets and then, you know, balances those reports. So we can use that as a a counter balance or a cross check on our process here at Rotoviz. So if Daniel Jeremiah and, you know, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and uh, other, you know, or, or just the formal, you know, media outlets, CBS, you know, whoever, um, we, we average all those in and and look at, you know, what those positional ranking sets look like, you can start to see, oh, you know, here's some other day two players. And so you, you get into people like Chuba Hubbard, right? Uh, A player like that sliding, not a lot of buzz after a disappointing year, but if he goes on day two, rockets up the board. And so you can look at some of the other articles on the site and find who some of these rookies would be. But the main takeaway of today's podcast is an early season dynasty startups. You have to select rookies, take them. I made money this way last year. I did a February startup, and I took Clyde. Clyde there was no buzz on Clyde Edwards-Helaire yet, no buzz. We hadn't had, uh, you know, those those leaks of him uh, going up the board or the the Chiefs, um, the the Chiefs information that was leaking. You know that that stuff all happened right before the draft. Right, uh, we had seen the national championship performance, but you know he he still at that point wasn't being looked at as a potential top of rookie draft guy. You know, he at that point he was like a late first player. And I got him in the eighth round of a dynasty startup in February. And I mean the jury's still out on what Clatter Edwards Lair will eventually be, but you you can see how that would be beneficial. Okay. So this is a running back I may or may not have believed in at that point in the process, but I selected him because of uh, my belief that he would be selected in day two of the NFL draft, and fast forward like three months, and he's a you know a second round startup pick, instant equity. This is this is why I'm sharing this information with you. So if you want to see, I've got some great visuals, and um, in, in my article, uh, I've got the the rookie rundown that I went over early in the pod here, as well as a summary table of you know the draft range of various rookies in 2018, 2019, 2020. And I've also got some graphs. So, I mean, you can really see the power of those trend lines when something's happening every year (laughs) that it's obviously happening over a three-year sample. So, you know, hopefully this takeaway will sink into your brain and you will crush your opponents because of your newfound confidence to select the young guns in your next startup. Later this week, we'll be back with a focus on some of my favorite 2021 Rookie Prospects.